All right, this is Two Faces Radio, episode number 23. Passing a big one. <laughs> My name is Ira Malkin. This is Brian McClain over here. We're here. We're and ready. we are doing a on-site podcast. Is that what you would call like it? I said, on location. I like on location. It sounds cooler. Okay, turn up this got a little readout down. on there. Uh, I, went the, I went the wrong way there. Yeah. I can see how we're doing. And uh, we're about to interview uh, Robert Mercurio. I hope that's how it's pronounced. Yum. Of... Uh, Galactic. And he would be the, I'm trying to get all the, he's the bass player? Yeah. Yes. Of, Come on, get uh, your facts straight. I got, I got them all written down, you know, it's just, <laughs> got to make sure I'm going through He my doesn't little, have his notes out going yet. through my little mental list yeah. here. We're hanging out in the uh, lobby here at the Variety Playhouse, um, which I've been to many times, but I haven't been here in a while. I'm feeling jealous. And I've never been here during the day. Seeing all this Mardi Gras stuff hanging out. Oh, yeah. These guys are heading to New Orleans after this, we were just saying, and that's going to be, uh, Probably quite a party. So their tour manager just said that they just woke him up. So oh, I could go for that. <laughs> I guess we'll see how that's going to go. It never ceases to amaze me yeah, how I much know. I envy the. Maybe we'll try to be stuff. mellow with him. We'll try to ease him into our our podcast, our, our podcasting style of interviewing. New Orleans meets the Northeast, I guess. <laughs> right? I guess. So the date today is. Um, Twelfth, Friday, June twelfth, June. Uh, oh, jeez, Jesus, where are you? Thinking. I was thinking. You know what I was just thinking of? I was thinking of their tour dates that I was reading. It oh. goes to like the end of June, or it goes to the beginning of June. And I remember thinking about how, just when we were talking about being a musician, life, and all that stuff, I was thinking, man, they got this going through right until June. Yeah, of course. Sweet. So it's February twelfth, two thousand ten, and uh, I'm trying out this new recorder. I hope we don't steal too many of their. Uh, would-be fans tonight, you know. Oh, yeah, Darwin's because Tanani's <laughs> playing at Darwin's tonight, so we actually can't see this galactic show. And we once again brought the snow and ice with us. Yeah, I know. So, uh, obviously, if you're listening to this now, the galactic show happened already. But um, And you loved it. And you loved it. They killed. <laughs> it was great. They as Oliver awesome. Wood would say. Okay. Um, all right, well, let's wrap it up for now, and the next voice you'll hear... Will be ours probably again, <laughs> <That's about right. laughs> and the bass player from Galactic, and uh, I don't know. We'll have to see how that goes. It'll either be mellow, or it won't be mellow. It'll be highly enter- it'll be highly entertaining, <laughs> as always. Or it'll be awkward. That's all. That, I could always put that in the mix. Who knows? Could be awkward. We don't Although, know this guy. You know, I've been listening to some interviews by them and reading some stuff, and they seem like pretty down to earth. Guys, people ready to uh, hang and chat about music. And that's well, we we'll like see how we do with we'll him. See how we do. <laughs> he has a little bit more experience than us, I would say. But I think we'll hang. We'll be all yeah. right. All right, this is Malkin out. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> I'm fired. Next time you hear us, it'll what, be one. Well, did you have right a? <laughs> do you have a good sign off? Come on. We have a sign off. Yeah, but we can't say that until the end of this podcast. Well, then we'll just wait. Ah, shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll check back with you in a sec. Goodbye. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to cut in here real quick and mention that the sound quality here is not necessarily on par with uh, our normal sound quality here on this podcast. Um, it's a little less than par, I'd like to say. But it's still a great interview and everything. You can still hear everything pretty well. I just wanted to mention it. If you're a first-time listener to Two Faces Radio, we normally sound a lot better overall uh, talking to our guests, but enjoy it anyway. We're going to start off here. Actually, I'm going to play 
one of Galactic's new tunes from the new CD, uh, Yakame. And the song that we're going to start off with is Heart of Steel. And then stay tuned at the end of the interview, we are going to play uh, a song called Dark Water. So stick around for that. Again, uh, th- uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we look forward to hearing your comments and questions. Just send them to our Facebook page. You can contact us, and also to twofacesradio at gmail.com. But for now, enjoy this interview with uh, Galactic, uh, the bass player for Galactic, Robert Mercurio. Thanks. Run through a ring of fire. Uh-huh. I should have known better than to shoot with a gun for hire. Should have known better to repeat everything I see. Should have known better, but now I don't mean a thing. Deep down inside. to sit back and watch it burn should have known better than to stick to the rules i've learned should have known better than to stare down the voodoo queen i should have known better but now i don't mean a damn thing deep down Intro us again. This is episode yeah. 23, Two Faces Radio. Uh, my name is Ira Malkin. This is Brian McClenning over here, and I hope I'm going to get the pronunciation of your last name all right, but we're with Robert Mercurio. Yeah, you got yes. it totally right. Bass player for Galactic. Yeah. Um, uh, welcome thanks back. Take, thanks for taking the time with us. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Appreciate welcome it. back to Atlanta. I know you've been here many times. Uh, right? Yeah, it's at one point, well, we, we were part of a record label up here, Capcom Records, yeah. years ago, so it seemed like we were up here all the time. You were part of Capricorn? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't yeah, know that. Um, already it's evident we didn't do our research very well. <laughs> our <laughs> second and third album came out on Capricorn. Right. And Capricorn see, folded. Would that be Crazy Horse, Mongoose, and... Yeah, late for the future. Yeah, you got I like it. late for the future. You're impressing me today. But now, you watch out! I got two pages in there. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, but then Capricorn sold the label to this volcano. So like okay. now, oh, yeah, there's no, some. there's very little evidence that we were ever on with Capricorn. On Capricorn, yeah. which yeah, I think they had a lot of bands that were like that. That maybe did one album, and then it was sold off right away. Yeah, <clears throat> but what a great label for this city. Yeah, it was. It was cool. They got some for the south in general. You know. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so we're here at the Variety Playhouse. We're downstairs. It's freezing. It's <laughs> very cold. <laughs> I started to take my coat off, and then I thought better of it. No shit. Uh, the, uh, the crew is loading everything in, and uh, we're hanging out down here, and it's starting to flurry outside. Yeah. yeah. And the whole city has shut down. Luckily, I was just saying before, it luckily will. for you... Most of your tickets have been sold already. Has the whole city shut down already? It will. They closed schools last night. Yeah. Oh, We're in the south, baby. Yeah. Great. Look, uh, I don't think you have anything to worry about. This yeah. place is going to be packed tonight. All right, I hope. Yeah, no, you well, guys will be fine. You guys, well, you've played the variety a, a bunch of times before, mm-hmm. haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. We used to play the Roxy. We, we yeah, played yeah. the variety. We've kind of gone back and forth. That's where I saw you at the Roxy last. They kind of similar, like, you know, just the... Balcony, it is. Yeah. Well, the Roxy right has no seats. That's the yeah, big that's difference. The big difference. On the yeah. floor, mm-hmm. did they put seats in though? No, I don't. They were redoing it, weren't they? Yeah, they closed Redo- the whole place down. They closed it all down. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with this. That has right. nothing to do with this. This <laughs> is how we get off track. Mm-hmm. So, well, first of all, congrats on the Saints. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, we were oh talking God. about that. You can tell by my voice, I'm still recovering from that game. All right. <laughs> it was a great game. Next, I mean, I lost my voice yeah. after it and. It didn't get it back for a couple of days. Luckily, I don't really do many singing. Yeah. Right, yeah. But uh, <laughs> well, it's, it, it was a hell of a game. And well, How about the timing, too? I mean, that part is just going to keep... I assume it's just going to kind of steamroll right into Mardi Gras. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it is technically Mardi Gras right now. Mardi right. Gras kind of ends on Tuesday. On Tuesday, right. It yeah. on Tuesday, so True. it's kind of a build-up. True. And yeah, it was Sunday, and then they had the Saints Parade on Tuesday, and then they were supposed to have... Um, were you there for the Saints Parade? No, we were we were on the road. We got snowed in. They got work to do. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be down there partying all the time. Yeah, exactly. We'll do our <laughs> little share. We're going to be down in the Wall I'd have been okay if you canceled the show. You know? <laughs> if I was like in Baltimore and you canceled the show to like hang out. If you're like, ah, I like, guess I can understand I can that. I can understand. <laughs> I guess, yeah. We... Well, I'm not going to go into that, but yeah. I was, actually <laughs> cur- I was actually curious like what you thought about... Um, I actually just went to New Orleans for the first time this past summer. Cool. And uh, I went to Memphis for a show, um, Black Crow show, and, and my wife and I decided to uh, swing over to New Orleans on the yeah, way back and spend a little time. Six hours, right. <laughs> you know, we just figured, uh, you know, we had Why time. Not? School had just ended. So anyhow, um, I mean, I just, it was just such a great city. I, it's hard to really describe until you've been there. There was, when I first drove in, I just remember thinking like, man, this looks like a movie set. You know, like, it just... Because it looks so much like what you see. And yeah. granted, that was just kind of like the French Quarter yeah. or whatever. Right. Yeah, but, but the architecture um, in general is is very different than the rest of America. Um, yeah. It's just, it's a really old culture that's that's survived and been nurtured. And, you know, so it's, a lot of cities have been either, you know, redeveloped or right. have lost that, you know, two or three hundred year old feeling yeah. that New Orleans still right. has. and. To me, it's like one of the most European cities in America. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, I actually haven't been there. Considering, no. I know, I know, and it's it's just stupid. I just never got. To <laughs> yeah, you're really and since close. I'm such a fan of the you know the music that comes out yeah, of there. It's yeah. just stupid. But I can kind of get that you probably don't get it until you get there. Yeah, you know? it, it helps. I you know, and then and you just get the vibe. You know, when you're there and you're in these small clubs and you're seeing these yeah. these bands just you know killing it, and the vibe is so. Positive and and everybody's just having a great time and people are really friendly there and yeah, yeah. it's it's 
I have these I love New Orleans nights like all the time. Yeah. I, I've lived there for 20 years. I'm yeah. still like, oh my god, this is great. I love this city. <laughs> Where are you from originally? Uh, Washington, D.C. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I went to George Washington. Oh, you did? Cool. That's where my mom lived. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, it's great school. Yeah, it's an awesome. It was a lot so of fun. You've been there 20 years. Yeah, we've been here in Atlanta. We're both from up north as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For almost, about 15 years. Almost 15, yeah. You know, a couple of the things that really impressed me about, well, about New Orleans was Frenchman Street. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, fortunately, we were able to know a few people yeah, that kind of gave us some insight. Yeah, that's And we went there. You know, if you were on Frenchman Street, you were doing a good thing. Yeah. I, I live right around that area. <laughs> and we saw, we saw, I wish I could remember the name of the band. It, it was such a mix, you know, kind of like what you're saying. I mean, it was like, you know, a fiddle and a horn and a banjo and, you know, just like this crazy mm-hmm. mix. And it was in this little place that literally looked like somebody just rented this deserted bar yeah. and decided to like let's throw a band in there and they just it's like all glass in the front and you just go and the band sits on the right like a step up that's yeah, it yeah I think it's, it's the apple barrel might be yeah, yeah. and it was it sounds familiar did you text blast. me from this one yes yeah. it was such a yeah. blast yeah. and they had such a great flavor of the New Orleans thing but it was so I don't know it was just so also unique at the same time yeah. like I hadn't heard that stuff yeah before. that's that's a good that's a key word for New Orleans it's very unique might would it be possible that I saw Wolfman Washington yeah, at Walter. the Maple Leaf? Yeah, or yeah, he, he because would, I, he plays like Sunday nights at the Maple Leaf. Yes, I think, yes. Uh, right now, uh, as a trio, and um, there's very well, very good chance that you would have seen him there. Yeah, and there's a we'd gone to a restaurant just a couple doors over. Yeah, Giacomo's. Yeah, Giacomo's. Yeah, yeah. And then went to the Maple Leaf after. Yeah, you, you did the right you get the local approval, man. Yeah, you did that. Yeah. You went down the right path. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> if you ended up on Oak Street where the Maple Leaf is, and you ended up on Frenchman Street, yeah, then you went to like the two biggest, coolest locals hang. And then if you went a street over from that, you wouldn't have made it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably. the other funny thing is people were saying, you know, some people were like, "Man, be careful, be careful." I've never felt at any moment like I was, you know, you, in any. I mean, you have any major any, city, any gotta major be, city. Gotta be careful, it's, it's right? Truth. right? You, you, gotta, you, know gotta, you yeah. gotta be careful and be aware of your surroundings. And I mean, we're from is, is similar to that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not like oh, you're gonna get you know instantly mugged, but right? <laughs> I agree with you. It's 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 been tagged. With Somebody's gonna tag. grab you and put beads on you. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to see the breasts. <laughs> no. Well, we're from, you know, we're from, he's from Jersey, I'm from Connecticut, and I spent a lot of, you know, going to New York City at times, and went to school in D.C., so it's, it's like any major city, you got to be careful, you got to yeah. be smart, right. you know. Yeah, completely. All right, well, let's talk about, obviously, the new record yeah. that just came out, came out the 9th of this month, right? Yeah, just officially Tuesday, released. just, yeah, a couple of days ago. All right, cool. Um, so called you, Yakame. Yeah, yeah, how do you say it? Was, Yakame. Okay, you say Yakame. is good. Because I heard there's lots of different, like Yakamane. There's Yakamane, Yakami. Yeah. Um, we intentionally, to the, the, the proper way to spell it is Yakamane, which okay. is the M-E-I-N. But... Is that like Lomane? Yeah, that we thought that amazing? it would instantly conjure up like, why are these guys making an Asian album? <laughs> it just had these, you know, Maine just throws people in, in it, and it instantly makes people think of soup. And, you know, we, we just wanted it to be a little little broader of a title and, uh, and to kind of um, give an ode to some of the earlier uh, the Meters albums. They had an album called Look a Pie Pie. Yeah. Um, our uh, 
Dr. John had an album called Gumbo Yaya. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Rebirth Brass Band has a tune called Unane. It's 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 kind of uh, you know using and and, and adapting um, some of the Mardi Gras Indian chants, and which again is a uniquely New Orleans thing. Mm-hmm. So also kind of sounds Hawaiian to me. Y- yeah, Yakame. Yeah, it kind of does. Yakame have some poi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's we made a whole, we made a hulu. I mean, again, Hawaiian Owl and God, that would, yeah. be, that would be really. Hey, man, that's next on the list. <laughs> well, I was going to say the How most important thing I wanted to know about the Yakame name when I saw it and, and read a little bit. Of, does it really cure the hangover? I mean, that's that's what I want to know. I mean, some say it does. I don't rely on it very often. I always rely. I guess you could say any food, any heavy food, is going to cure a hangover. Yeah, and it's it's it's. You know, it's kind of a, it's not the healthiest soup, you know, it definitely has its share <laughs> we are in the of, of grease to it and yeah. whatnot. That's the thing for me. Greasy foods always cures that. Yeah, of course. Eggs. Welcome. Come on through. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, right. okay, we'll take so all necessarily the, uh, well, if you go to, uh, I mean, like, the hangover yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it doesn't, I'm not saying it does. Right. If so. you go to Galactic's website, there was a full explanation of, of what it is, and it's, it's kind of a, um... What am I trying to say? Like a metaphor for the way this album was put yeah. together. Yeah, kind it's, of gumbo. Yeah, it's 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 if we if gumbo wasn't as played out as a term associated with New Orleans music, yeah, then we might have called the album gumbo. Right. But it's right. just that would that would have been a little too uh, cheesy. I yeah. Think. So yeah. we were like, God, gumbo would have been the perfect title, but it's just too played out. So then Yakame came up as a title idea. We were like, Oh yeah, that's good. That, that characterizes what we're doing. You know, combining all these disparate uh, elements and, and you know, right. trying to make a whole out of it. Combos um, for the band that visits New Orleans to record. Mm-hmm. They, oh, you know, like that's for the band that comes to visit. Like you Dave know, Matthews, yeah. right? <laughs> see that. Well, his last album's called like Crew Crux King. Crew yeah. Crux. yeah, the legend of the. Because he recorded it in yeah. New Orleans and oh, right. during last Mardi Gras, and I guess he was inspired and by you that. And think he was like, yeah. let's whiskey. tap into the New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. something in the whiskey. Some and you guys were over there like, come on, man. Our city. <laughs> Our city. <Yeah. laughs> no, I'm all for that. Coming no, down. no, no. You, wait until we press stop before we like really trash Dave Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> we, we might want him as a guest someday. Uh, <laughs> and he's got a lot of fans, so. Yeah. The thing about I don't it is I can, I can edit yet. <laughs> so that's always nice. We're not live on the air Good. physically. But I uh, I didn't get to hear the whole album, obviously, yet. But um, the two tracks that you have on the website are uh, Heart of Steel and Dark Water, which yeah. both of them, man. Yeah. The Heart of Steel great. really grabbed me. Cool, yeah. yeah that's, that's right great. up our alley. How yeah. Heart of Steel. We love the, the female backup singers. And, yeah. The, you that's know, all, and I love the music dropping out. Earl Irma. We, yeah, we I figured kind of used it. her, you know, had herself double right. herself up. Before we start talking about Irma, I'll say Irma Thomas, who's mm-hmm. obviously a New Orleans legend who, uh, you know, I love those... Uh, Muscle Shoals sessions, you know, that yeah. she did. Uh, that's some incredible. Mm-hmm. She is. Her, she's amazing. And she has a restaurant there too, right? Yeah, the Lions Den. Yeah. Um, which I think she, I think it. I don't know if it reopened since Katrina. Oh. Okay. But she had like a restaurant nightclub that she would yeah. perform in. I think like weekly and and. That's yeah, uh, right here. You could just go down and you know somebody told me well she's even coming out serving you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was probably you know part part of the help too. You yeah. Know? Um, but. When we talked about it when she came over for the session, I think that it was definitely in a part of New Orleans that got really badly flooded, and I think that at her age and stuff that she was just like, screw it, you know, I'm, yeah, it's that's time true. to mm-hmm. just let it go. Maybe. Oh, well. 
Well, I, I noticed that um, my my first experience with with Galactic was I want to say it was a Music Midtown. I, I had already heard one of your albums. I, I can't recall which, which one big, it was that uh, I had in my uh, yeah, a big Atlanta yeah. festival. Yeah, yeah, it was a big Atlanta. Has festival. since uh, not been here anymore. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, it's a shame yeah shut it down. But um, I, I had one one album that I had on my iPod that I was familiar with that I really dug. It was older, very much in the traditional kind of the New Orleans feel and mm-hmm. funk and all that stuff. Yeah. And then um, saw you live, and then I had kind of noticed like through we were talking about like maybe oh five oh six. It sort of seemed like a little electronic. You kind of switched getting a little electronic, and then kind of went into the hip hop thing. And now it really seems like it seems like you're really kind of coming back musically to. To New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you agree with that? Was that really- I, I agree with with that, and I think that along the way that that we I agree with the with the electronica and the yeah. hip hop and more production. Um, I think a lot of that is due to that we um, we started up. We had we got our own studio, okay. and we had a lot more time to work on our albums. Okay. And, and make them something more than just a, a snapshot of where we were. You right. know, like our previous yeah. albums were, were just like, okay, we're off the road, let's go in, let's record the tunes we've right. been playing, yeah. and bam, we'll cut them live and go. Um, I mean, was that something you always kind of wanted to get into? Yeah, we always kind of yeah. wanted to do something more than, than just our studio albums. I mean, than just cutting what we were, a little snapshot, because for one, we allow people to tape our shows all the time, yeah. so mm-hmm. we were always like, what's the difference? You know, it's like kind of close to what we do live and, and we wanted something that, that stood on its own as, right. as a piece of, of art, you know, in a way. Um, so, you know, we went through those different things and I agree that this current album, Yakame, is is a little more back to our roots, but I think that like there still, are elements of yeah, we, oh, yeah. St- stuff that we had learned along the way. Yeah. There's definitely still like some hip-hop elements, yeah. some electronic elements, but uh, you know, we wanted to, to do an album that was back to you know, focused on, on New Orleans and our New Orleans roots. Yeah, I noticed there was a bun- there was a lot of uh, bands that were kind of at your guys' stature. I'd say the you know, instrumental bands that kind of went that direction as well. Uh-huh. Um, it was like Sector Nine, Sector Nine, from yeah, they've yeah, gone, they like, went yeah, full on yeah, electronic. Yeah, back, yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> they're out there. Back there was uh, Lake Trout. Yeah, those guys. yeah, and they, God, the they were so thing. good. Yeah. yeah, but then they went their their newer stuff is almost heard. more like. Like kind of like Radiohead and stuff like that. Yeah, they went like really. I mean, they were like drum and bass, and then they right. they really uh, revamped themselves a few times. You know, I was I was curious about the uh, the thinking in, in doing that. Since so many bands like that are, were doing that, was that just kind of a thing to do, or do you think after doing think, so much instrumental, yeah, organic think, stuff, you just start to go, I want more, I want yeah, more? Yeah, yeah. I think that that you get just like you know maybe even painting with three colors and then you're like wow I can have like ten colors now right, and, right. Yeah. you know instead of adding more horns you add uh, <laughs> yeah just like a little more more flavors to your palette right I feel like this I feel like the scene dictated that a little bit too yeah because like some of that stuff was coming up the electronica stuff the like dance in the 90s. music yeah in the yeah. 90s and it's like the people <clears throat> who were coming to see Galactic coming to see Sound Tribe and all that stuff were starting to they just wanted to go out and party and kind of you know the raves were happening yeah. in the '90s, big time. And I feel like so you're saying it was drug fans. Yeah, but I agree that drugged up fans. Yeah. But I, I feel like they kind of pulled it a little bit yeah. that way. Like what's currently you know? going on is always affecting everything. Yeah, you know? which is cool. And, and you can look back at, at 
at history with other bands and the mm-hmm. same thing. You're like, oh wow, this is, you know, this was going on at that time, and they probably adapted that a little right. bit into their music. Well, I think about all those, you know, great R and B and soul artists of like the '60s and early '70s who, when the mid '70s and disco came oh, yeah. out, I just I, all the I stopped stuff. listening. Yeah. You know, I just don't like the production and that kind of slick production. Mm-hmm. That was one thing I noticed also about this album was I, I had written down a couple things that just like it, it just felt like it had a lot of space. Yeah. Even though it was very modern sounding at yeah. the same time, it didn't sound overproduced. Like a lot of yeah. modern things sometimes just start to sound washed out. Like mm-hmm. you can't pick out instruments, and it was just so nicely spaced. That's nice to hear. We, we that was intentional too. All right, cool. You know, there was a, there was a point where it was there was more stuff probably going on, and that we we kind of were listening. And we were like, you know, we need to we need to pull it back a little bit, grind mm-hmm. it down a little bit. Um, but we know the feeling. I mean, we've been in the studio before, too, and it's like you get in the studio, and you go, you know what? Oh, we can put Spanish guitar over here. Yeah. You know, and then you got to check yourself and be like, all right, are we getting too crazy with this? Yeah, what, you, you know? got to simmer down to what really needs to be on I there. A friend is a midget. We can get them to come in and dance on this board. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And, and Little person, right? You got you to start limiting yourself. And, yeah. And, well, the, th- the thing I actually wrote was that it, it was not overproduced Although there was lots of production, like you could mm-hmm. tell there was a lot of production going on, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, Sonic intricate stuff. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't ever sound overproduced. That's and that great was to hear really, that. Cool. Really impressive. We try to ride that line, you know, yeah. and we, we try to make it still, you know, I mean, the drums, we try to still keep this live element to it, you know, and, yeah. and yeah. as much as we can. <clears throat> well, that's what I noticed. Um, I guess it was, was it on Heart of Steel that starts with the drums? And yeah. I mean, it almost sounds electronic for a second. Well, I think that's what it was. Both of them, both, both of them, are both real drums right. and yeah. stamp playing no, and stuff. But yeah. we just kind of like, like, again, like produce the drums a little differently and or make him play a little more like it could almost sound like it's exactly. like, like some sort of program thing. Right, which, yeah, when you fir- when it first comes on, it's like, oh, this is a drum track. Oh, this is real drums coming yeah. in. Yeah. It sounds electronic-ish, yeah. yeah, I guess, which is cool, you know. It's but again, it, it just had that nice, crisp feel like you could really listen to it. Oh. Was it really difficult to... The one thing I was really... With all these great... I mean, so you just go to the website, galacticfunk.com, and look at a list of all the great musicians who had been on there was it did it make the whole thing harder or easier in a way you know what I mean like to to have guests to to get that all like we we gotta find something for uh, Alan's design yeah it's it's, the coordination take longer yeah I don't know if it's like harder but just the the coordination and waiting on people and and um it, it just extends the project because you got to wait on other people's schedules True. and yeah. stuff like that. But in some ways, it can maybe make it easier because somebody's you know bringing in lyrics and stuff yeah. like that that we didn't have to write and whatnot. So. Well, that's that was going to be my next question. Actually, was the lyrics on the album? Is, is it all the singers that bring that stuff yeah, in, or is it all you guys? Yeah, different stuff. Okay. Uh, Heart of Steel was written uh, by us and uh, and the Rondo brothers who actually worked on Ruckus with us. Yeah, and it's an old tune we had laying around. Uh, that we revamped for yeah. Emma. Um, people like Alan Toussaint, you know, he wrote his lyrics. Yeah. The Walter Wolfman Washington song was written by a friend of ours, um, Alex McMurray. So it's a lot of different, uh, different. I wonder what it's like when you're working with these, you know, legendary yeah. singers. That you, know, you bring Irma Thomas in, and it's like now uh, Irma, 
we want you to sing this like for us. Right. <laughs> you know? Is she like, listen, I'm going to do my thing, baby. You know, Sound a little flat, flat Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one again. She yeah. was really cool. And she, she gave us a great compliment that she she almost, she thought that it was an Alan. She's like, is this an old Alan Tucson song? Yeah. Uh-huh. And we were like, yeah. Uh, we actually <laughs> wrote it with our friend. That's so awesome. Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Victory is That's really, yeah, we were really excited about that. And she was really gracious. And, you know, she knew what she was there to do. She's, yes. She's a pro, and she's been she's been in the studio a lot. And, okay, okay, you want me to sing it like this? Okay, you know. Right. She did you know her? Did you have a relationship with her? I didn't any personally. Of Stanton had recorded on her last um, album, which was okay. her... Um, Last, she won a Grammy for it too. So yeah. Stanton had a, had a you know newer through the recording sessions and stuff like that enough to be able to make the initial call and say like, hey, will you come and, you know and, and do this tune with, with the band? So is it intimate? I mean, somebody like Alan Toussaint, you know, that's like a name that you know. Yeah, we had had that's like interactions for, with before. Yeah. You know, he had come and sat in with the band before. Okay. We actually met with him. We actually re- recorded our first album, Cooling Off, at his studio in New Orleans. Okay. Um, so. Great album cover, by the way. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, the, with the fan. The old fan, like yeah. the, the yeah, yeah. steel or whatever it is. I actually took that picture. Of that. Oh, really? Yeah, thanks. Nice. Um, so, uh, he, he, you know, we had previous relationships with him. I would say it's just kind of how New Orleans is. It's very... Uh, Killing me up there. Uh, it's a very just friendly environment from generation to generation. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not like a... Ooh, I'm some established thing that, you know, I can't, uh, you guys are the young generation, oh, screw you, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of a, a city. Well, you guys can back it up, you know, the, those guys hear you guys, and they're like, all right, these guys know what you're Well, Irma was really yeah. psyched when she heard the track after we had yeah. manipulated it, and um, it's good to get that legendary artist recognition, you know. Yeah, yeah, we were excited. That's probably the best thing about it. It's funny, I feel as though the, from what I heard you talking about on, uh, I think, the, um, the one of the NPR interviews I was listening to. Um, oh, you're referencing other uh, radio stations. Listen, or? you know, come on, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's afraid of two kids. Um, <laughs> well, I thought something that was cool was you talking about the horns, the generational kind of guidance and mentorship that yeah. goes on in New Orleans. So, like, you talked about an Olympia brass band, was it? Uh, influencing or mentoring Dirty Dozen, Dirty yeah. Dozen mentoring like Rebirth, Rebirth yeah, and Rebirth, that kind of whole the thing. Rascals, and then you know, there's, there's just there's always the next generation, and it really it stems from like a lot of the brass bands come from the certain neighborhood, Treme, yeah, and it's on um, the sixth floor in New Orleans, and it's just family to family to family. Like Corey Henry, who's on trombone with us on tour, um, you know, from he's Rebirth, from, he's from Rebirth, but um, you know, his uncle was is the bass drum player in the Treme Brass Band. Uh-huh. And, you know, Corey, since he was like six, I think, was just given a trombone. It's yeah. kind of like, it's what you're going to play. Dude, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and they, a lot of them learn playing through second, doing second line parades. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a large, there's a lot of horn. So it's like, if you kind of half know your part, it's okay. You know, you, you kind of yeah. can like, walk down the street and kind of blend in and kind of learn your thing at age six to right, whatever. Awesome. And you have the older guys, you know, kind of helping you, showing you, no, it's like this, bro. Right. And, um, <laughs> and they understand that that's like, you know, it's not a competition. It's like, See, we're, we're yeah. all in this together. And that's one thing that when I first moved to New Orleans, it was, it was beautiful. I, I grew up in D.C. where it was a much more competitive environment. Yes. 
book between bands and people, oh, no, you know, hiding what they show or right, right. hiding yeah. what they know. Or, <laughs> and New Orleans, it's like, oh, no, man, I'll show you how that goes. I'll show you how to do yeah, it. It was a little and different in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, New Jersey, Connecticut. Defend for yourself. Yeah. Fuck you, get your own guitar. That's right. <laughs> well, it's like this, well, what made me think of it is because it just seems like New Orleans, it's almost like you don't talk blues, funk, jazz, you talk about New Orleans music, yeah, you know? Yeah. And then here, there's the all only the clicks. There's all the little clicks, and the only one that I can see that sort of mimics that is the blues community a little bit. Yeah. I think it's more open to kind of taking the younger ones in and mentoring, but mm-hmm. a lot of the other scenes, you know, it's just not like that. And yeah. I think that's too bad because, yeah. you know, rock bands could um, teach, you know, even rock and roll bands and funk bands and whoever can, can obviously teach um, each other a lot. Yeah, and I think that that's. Um, you know, that just creates a really healthy environment. Yeah, it does. You're right. Um, Create the part. I was when you mentioned the second liners. Um, I had I had written down in here. I actually teach uh, elementary school. Cool. Unfortunately, they don't. Oh, you got no, canceled today. That's good. No, I didn't get canceled. He canceled. I I canceled. Um, so is your principal listening to this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyhow. But a few years back after Katrina, I got a student um, from from New Orleans, mm-hmm. Calvin. I don't remember his last name, but anyhow, he um, was trying. To, he was really embedded in the the culture. You know, you could tell he had worked with his his like uncles, like on on the docks and and all sorts of things. Like just worked yeah, and been around music, music and stuff. But just yeah, yeah. Helpful. And he would talk to us about the second liners, and I couldn't. He had a really thick act. He had a real, yeah. you know authentic New Orleans accent mm-hmm. and in the beginning it was really hard to understand him. Yeah. I mean he was so so syrupy thick I guess yeah. and he kept saying I didn't even know what he was saying he was like second line second line and I was like what I was like can you spell it and of course like he's in second grade he can't really or third grade he can't even really spell it right and I'm like what are you saying exactly what are you saying and so it was just funny and then and then I kind of like finally figured it out when I was listening to and I'm I don't know if I should be embarrassed by this, but my first like oh, my first uh, need to say it. foray into kind of New Orleans style music is the album "She" by Harry Connick. Oh wow! Yeah. I don't know. It just you see that it was just a oh, random. Yeah, maybe you should edit that. Out. I, I know. know. That's <laughs> and, and I, I actually, if, if you want to know the truth, I said embarrassing married, or not. You're married to a woman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I, I grew up on Fats Domino. Okay. <laughs> Super talented guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I heard his. I heard him mention, you know, the second liners, and and that's when I was like, second liners sound the same. I went to the notes and I found out, I was like, that's what he was saying. And yeah. It was like a year after he had even been <laughs> in my class. I was like, Kelvin, where are you? I got you. Now. Sorry, but let's, let's rewind line. back two minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to go back and talk about vocalists for a second. I want to talk yeah. about Cyril, but um, Zero. Cyril Neville. All right, we'll edit that too. Jesus, Cyril. <laughs> uh, but um, and you'll have to forgive me again. The the vocalist that you had uh, during like Crazy Horse Mongoose. Yeah, Feral House Man. That, that's right. That, okay. That's the first guy. Mm-hmm. Now was that the was he the first guy that you kind of had coming in? Yeah. Say? Yeah. He. I mean. And I was curious how always, that kind of came about. Yeah, we. You know, with the band came together. You know, like the five of us kind of figured out. You know. You know, okay, we got something between the five of us. This instrumental five, and and you know, and we, we play together really well, and we're all really good friends. And 
And then it came time to make that first album, Cooling Off, and our producer was like, oh, it'd be great to just have maybe somebody guest on a couple vocal tracks, just to kind of spice it up a little bit. Yeah. And we were like, oh, man, we know this great vocalist, Daryl Decluit, and, um, and we'll invite him over before the session, and we'll try to write some tunes together. So we ended up writing this song, Something's Wrong With This Picture, and... Um, and we were like, okay, Daryl, we'll, we'll go in the studio and we'll, we'll cut this tune. And then, and then we had a little bit extra on some tape. So Dan, our producer, was like, oh, why don't you guys just go jam? And we jammed. And we ended up coming up with the second vocal song. Um, so we ended up having two vocal tunes on our first album. Then we started like doing some shows after the album was coming out. And we were like, man, we should just invite Daryl to come and sing those songs with us. Yeah. So he was just kind of a special guest. And... He became kind of our permanent special guest for right. the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah. I, he was with you at Music Midtown when I yeah, saw him. Yeah, he was with us till 2004 where we, we parted ways because his health oh, um, yeah. kind of had caught up with okay. him. And he really, his doctors had basically told him, like, he can't tour anymore. It's, it's yeah, well, he was, he was an older guy. Yeah, he, when we first started, he was twice our age. Now yeah. we've become closer in... But he's in uh, he's in his fifties and you yeah. know, he lived a really hard life and um and you know, did bad things to his body and things kinda like caught back up right. to him. So um So I remember at the time I was pretty heavily involved in the jam band scene. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was going out to see you guys and other bands like you guys and you were the first like instrumental band like that that I saw bring out a vocalist even mm-hmm. it, just on some tunes and yeah. I was like huh you know at the time I was like I didn't even think about that yeah. you know I was like wow jam bands should be jam bands and you know then yeah. you have your blue yeah you, know, you have your right. vocal bands yeah. and it's all separate yeah and he would come out and it took me a second to actually uh get what he was doing yeah right? and I mean he's got a great voice but at first I was like huh you know it's yeah. weird you got this older guy you know jamming with these young guys yeah. who were my age at the time too yeah and I, I didn't get it at first. Yeah. You know, I was like, huh, I wonder if, I wonder why these guys are doing this. And then I finally got it, you know, and I was like, wow, this sounds really cool. Yeah. And this is like a real authentic sound. Yeah, I mean, it was just, he, he was classic New Orleans. And, and and we haven't always, we, I mean, we never really ever call ourselves a jam band. And, and like when we originally just started that scene there. touring, it's just, yeah, that's like what New Orleans bands do. Yeah. New Orleans bands improvise and play long sets and. Um, you know, have people sit in and all that stuff. So we were just kind of going around doing what we 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 do. We didn't even really know about this term jam band. Yeah, I know. well, and I'm sorry to you know. No, 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 not, put I you mean, guys in there. I but just, uh, then no, that's, that's how I got. No, and, and, and it helped out a lot with our audience. You know, once we kind of got into the scene, and yeah. it's like out of nowhere. Well, well, we've always said the jam band scene yeah. is the best. To, it the is most loyal in a way. The most loyal. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Disney, yeah. but we. So we weren't like. Thinking, you know, oh my God, we gotta stick to this band, this jam band aesthetic. You know, right, it's right. like we just kind of and still do, obviously, to the point of pissing some fans off. But you know, we still do just kind of do Your what we want to do, do. You know, and, and not try to be like, oh, this record's not going to be jam band enough, yeah. or is it rock enough, or is it? You know, we just after you've been a band for 15 years, you just start to to figure out that what. What you have inside is what you should be doing. Right. Yeah. Right. It's funny because I still, I would say I still have a hard time at times with, um, when I'm in a band, 
you know, like we do a rock and roll band together. I do another band that's like a funk and soul, old school, he does instrumental. Band, yeah. in, instrumental. Uh-huh. And I do get stuck a little bit with, if you're, you know, we're in the rock and roll band, if we start doing something different, uh, whether if we decided to do something acoustic or something, I almost start to feel like maybe this should be called something different. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you start to associate a product with that name, and a I brand with that, that name. And you guys have really not been afraid to like, like you said, maybe we're going to piss some fans off, but yeah. we're going to do our thing. That's I, I, I agree with you. I, mean, I, I, I don't like to go see a band and, and see a variety show. You know, right. I don't like it to be, oh, now they're doing a bluegrass song, right. now they're doing a rock song, now right. they're doing a, uh, you know, a Calypso song, and, you know, now they're, you know, it's but like... If you're good enough to throw all those things into what you're doing. But, yeah, and, and still... And subtle. Yeah, it's subtle and still retain a, 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 a initial voice. Yeah. And I hope kind that we essence. still do that. And, you know, even, you know, when I read reviews or whatever, even of our last album... You know, it was hip-hop based and whatnot, mm-hmm. but a lot of people thought it still retained like the galactic sound, mm-hmm. which if we can venture off into different things, but it still at least retains our our, our um, initial sound or our, our core sound, then I think that I'm okay with it. But I, I do see your point, and um, and I do agree. And that's just my hang-up, yeah. probably, you know, more than anything else. No, I do. I mean, I, I totally see that, right. and, and I think that, that a band needs to have a focus. Right. Right. And right. It, that that brings up what I was what I was going to say about uh, I was just going to bring up your guys level of your success is always what we talk about is just yeah. the perfect it's level perfect. of success that I always want to achieve yeah. mm-hmm. you guys are obviously working musicians and obviously doing very well and you know selling out venues like the Variety Playhouse that that we're sitting in right hey, now zero. Hey man, we were just talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> you got some snow on you. Yeah. Oh, oh shit, man. that's ugly. Yeah, yeah. is it getting bad out there? Huh? Is it getting bad out oh, there? Man, Looks it's like it on your head. Down. Is it starting to cover the cover the ground yeah. a little? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's going. To we'll be, be all right. Man. It'll be warm in here tonight. Yeah. I feel like this. That's not what I'm. We're supposed to be going home tonight. You'll, you'll get yeah. there. We'll still get out of town. Yeah. You guys can hire one of those plows to just, you know. We just we, we were supposed park. to go home last week and we got snowed in New York. Into yeah, New York, that so. was up north. Yeah. Uh, we'll get out. Down we'll get here, out. there's going to be nothing. The highways are going to be clear in a yeah. couple hours. Uh, oh, so I was talking about the, the level of, of success. I yeah. mean, obviously, you guys wouldn't be a household name to the American Idol crowd, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... You know, among real music fans, they all know who you are and they all respect, you know, what you guys do. Well, I mean, you know this. I mean, I don't know. I come across people all the time that they've never heard of us. I mean, it seems it seems to it seems to us. I think (laughs) it seems to me that you guys make an a good. Honest living off yeah. music. I mean, like, I, yeah, I wouldn't get the sense that you guys are really struggling. Data, you know, like how are we going to get to the next town? Yeah, kind of thing. no, no. You guys are making a nice living. You get to make the albums that you want to make. Yeah, a nice tour bus out back. So yeah, nice right. no, no, no. We do. We get to we get to tour in a, in, a, in a comfortable way. Right. Get to do top notch interviews like this. <laughs> yeah. Radio. I mean, exactly. It doesn't get better than this. And uh, no, we are at a comfortable level. But it's it's funny where whatever level you're at, you kind of always just want to go a little more you know yeah it's like, yeah, yeah it's yeah, just what, how it is I mean really though what would way. you want what would you want more than this though would you want to be like walking down the street and people would be like no no not that kind right. of level but I mean it would just be nice to, to just 
We're talking like, money, Brian. <laughs> no, just, you know, it's like, yeah, the variety will be, will be crowded tonight and stuff like that. But, you know, we still have slow Tuesday nights in Raleigh, North Carolina. Right. But yeah. It would be nice to have, you know, a few hundred more people right. out and just, yeah. just really have it a little more locked up. Has yeah. it tapered off at all? Have, were you guys a little bigger I in think, years past? Yeah, I think, I think that... You know, yeah, we've we've gone ups and downs. No, we've had ups and downs um, yeah. for for years. You know, between yeah. anybody uh, do that, any cities, and you know, there's been a lot of economic stuff involved with that. I think yeah. That, well, that yeah, that's true. America in general, since 2001, has been you know, since 9/11 has been economically uh, yeah. right, like had some highs and lows. Yeah. So, see, I play. I still blame cable. Yeah. It's too much shit to watch on TV. Yeah. There's people Internet. in their house. Yeah. Um, it, it really does. I mean, it seems stupid to talk about it, but it's that's for real, man. Yeah, people don't want yeah. to leave their houses. That's so all I'm saying right now, you people, go out and see live music. It's true. I mean, but yeah. get on the internet and listen to Two Faces Radio. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think it's that it's, it has. It's, it's, there's too many choices There's, there's there. a lot of choices. I think that, that a lot of bands that used to rely on record sales are now touring. I think there's a lot more oversaturation going on. Yeah. I've been seeing, sadly enough, more clubs close than yeah. new clubs opening. So to me, I don't think it's just just galactic. I think that in general, that there's just been Definitely like a, a little decrease in in, in turnouts at, at live shows. You know? Well, the place we're playing tonight, I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. just take oh, it easy. right. Well, I was just gonna say, I mean, they're really struggling to find like to oh. they're trying lots of different things. You know, to you know, we're we're doing a rock and roll night at a blues that what's typically been a blues club. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like. You know, everybody's trying to Look, get people packed, out. All right, it's gonna be. Uh, I hope that you know your show isn't screwed because of our show. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we apologize in advance. <laughs> yeah, so I, I go out and I see this 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 thing on the door. Galactic show canceled, but there's another show down the street. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Head to Darwin, see Tanani. This is the reason we got in here. We, our plan worked. Yeah. You're like, um, well, let's go I back. Basically, what Ira was saying about the whole road thing was like, what? What were you saying? I was saying. Well, I think basically, what Ira was saying about the the road thing is like, you know, you can bring us along, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. for a few dates if you'd like. Yeah, <laughs> right on. Uh, out. See, I was going to talk about Cyril too, um, who is your <coughs> current vocalist touring with you now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how did that all come together? Well, there there wouldn't have been. He, we're talking about Cyril Neville. Yeah, Cyril Neville. Cyril Neville. Um, you know, we, we made this album with a bunch of different vocalists, and uh, there's no way to, to tour with all of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and to accomplish it. And uh, there couldn't be anybody better than Cyril Neville to, to be familiar with who he's trying to, to sing like. Okay. You know, he's, he's obviously friends with Alan Toussaint, Irma yeah. Thomas, yeah. John Boutet, and, um, <coughs> and, um, he's, and he has the roots of it to be able to... Uh, and the awareness of all the, the styles and all those people. So he was just a super, he was just the yeah. obvious choice. It's also... So he's obviously singing all the tunes yeah. that other people have sang on this album. Yeah, exactly. And and he's, you know, also just somebody that, that we've, we've collaborated with over the years. Yeah. And, and we every time we do, we're like, oh, man, we need to do more. We need yeah, to do yeah. more. So it was just like... He obviously enjoys it as well. Perfect, so. I hope so. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> and... Uh, and he just he was an obvious choice, like, oh, let's, let's do this thing with Cyril that we always, you know, wanted to do, and he'll be able to accomplish this, and, and you know, we really respect um, all that he's done in his career as well, you know. How old is he now? Um, he's like 37. 
I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but to say, I think he's the yeah. first record song that he ever recorded was in '69. Okay. Okay. So, so that that dates him about a little bit. Yeah, about that one. Mm-hmm. Of course, I was recording in '69. No, <laughs> he wouldn't have even been born yet. No, I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> no, I was saying he wouldn't have been born. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. So, we'll just play with numbers. Yeah. Was that one thing, is there any frustration in doing this? One thing I thought about with the album and, like, reading about it and listening to some of the songs, it almost has, like, this feeling of, like, Galactic doing, like, I don't know... You said variety show before, like uh, doing this song that, but it almost feels like you're doing like a, a benefit, and you're the backing yeah, band, yeah. and all these I different people come out, and I don't know. Th- and is that one thing a little frustrating about putting that product out that you really don't get that opportunity to present this product live the way that they'll hear it on the album, or is that make it more special in a way? That I mean, I look at it like it makes it more special in a way. Okay. It makes it more like of a. Like, not but what you can come and just see at the live show. Right. You know, something like I said earlier with, with why we kind of started changing our album productions and stuff like that. That it's like, again, you know, you can record our shows and you can find, you can, you can download them and they're free. And it's like, if you want to hear a live show, you can hear a live show. You can come see a live show. You can, you can download one. Um, but we wanted, we always wanted, the, at least, especially with our last few albums, just to make them really something uniquely special yeah. you know it's like this this parallel with or this uh, metaphor kind of like a like a painting versus a photograph mm-hmm. you know like a photograph is just like a quick little snapshot yeah. a painting you can kind of like look at and texture oh, add a little yeah. add a little more here and then, you know day to day kind of like like work on it and, and see it more as like this, this piece right and so, you, so you said it has the freedom to do that. Yeah. yeah. You said it took a while yeah. to put together, but not your last album came out in 08 or 07? It was 07. It was 07, yeah. okay, so you were pushing it in 08. So how long did it take to put this whole thing together? I mean, we worked on it for about almost a year and a half or two wow. years, but again, we're touring all touring. the time. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. it's not like it was that much time you know, straight. It's like, you know, we do... Especially from the corner of the block, we toured around the world twice. You know, we went yeah. to Japan twice, went to Europe three times, we went around America about three times, went to Russia, went to Australia. I'm assuming so, you guys are received out there. Like, uh, Yeah, it's been great in, in, in a lot of those areas. So They love American music out there. Um, you know, so firsthand, just, it, just super busy where we really didn't have that much home time at home. Okay. Um, but it takes us about that much time. And to also accomplish the, the touring, you know, that needs to be done. Is there, um, how tight are you guys, the five, the five of you? Oh, we get along. We've been, we've been great friends forever. And we, a lot of us, you know, we hang out and check in with each other yeah. all the time, even when we're not yeah. uh, on the road. And we've kind of worked into the schedule where, you know, we're on the road and we get home. And then pretty much a day or two later, we meet up at the studio yeah. at noon. And we just start either discussing or talking about or working on the next project or yeah. you know we're currently working on um, we're making all this music for this PlayStation video game oh, oh really and uh, really so you're making the music game? yeah I can't tell you the name of it ah. we're under a, like a confidentiality thing with them but um, can we guess some names and you cannot <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, that's pretty wild, though. Yeah, to hear your type of stuff in a video game. That'll be awesome. I mean, it's gonna be a little different. I can hear it under Super Mario Brothers, and that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've got, we're gonna have to change our style a little bit to the yeah. tail. I mean, we're kind of a higher kind of thing, you yeah. know, but. They still want our sound, obviously, and that's how yeah. they came to us. That's cool. So you know, nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just because we were kind of talking hey, about we've money talked a little to, bit we've talked to other bands that have done uh, songs yeah, that's for true. Video yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It pays well, and uh, and then we've been asked to do some scoring for some oh. some movies. So that's cool. wow. You know, it's like we're just kind of expanding our studio um, use, right? And uh, and and hopefully by doing all that stuff. We'll be able to create hours quicker, you know, we'll just have, we won't be on the road as much, and we'll be able to be home, and, and they all, when you record one thing, it's kind of like you can, it just becomes a whole big piece. Yeah. Well, the, I know we kind of got to that point. The reason I was asking about, like, kind of how tight you guys are is, you know, being a band for all those years. 15 and, plus. Yeah. yeah. And, and growing together and, and kind of achieving this thing, and it's still the same five guys. Yeah. I mean, the original five guys. Yeah. Does that, I mean, how great is that feeling? Do you guys ever just, like, when you're just, like, look at what we've done. Do you ever, yeah. like, stop and think about, like, oh, yeah. look at what we've done, guys. I yeah. mean, that's got to be just a really we rewarding do. feeling. We have those those moments, especially recently. Like, uh, our album was released in, on Tuesday, and and it was number 20 on Amazon.com. Wow. And we all, like, were really, like, yeah. 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 like you know, we have these moments, you know. Let's where go we, have a drink. Where, yeah. yeah, we all are, like, wow, you know, we really... That's that's great. You know, we've never never been above like five hundred on the yeah. chart. You know, so that's stuff great. like that, or you know, maybe the first time we played Australia, and we're all like, wow, you know, guys, <laughs> we just flew twenty two hours. Yeah, <laughs> we're all with here. the whole band. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and so that's you know, cool. you have these these milestones that you, that you that you reach, and and you're psyched to have your buddies with you while you while yeah. you reach yeah. them. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to wrap up here soon because a, I'm freezing my Natolas off, and b. <laughs> <laughs> because I know you got a lot to do. Yeah, I already had cold. He never but, moved far south. Uh, I, I know. He thought Atlanta was going to be yeah, good enough. No, I, I didn't. I should have moved <laughs> to Key West. Uh-huh. But uh, it's up to you. But it, uh, we were starting to get into it, talking about the guys and everything. And I, I did want to. I don't want to do a whole history of the band. Obviously, I mean that's out there, and, and we can talk about that. But you know, being in a band like we are, we're always curious about just the genesis of everything. Um, so maybe just like three or five minutes, just on. How everything oh, came about when you guys yeah. first moved to New Orleans. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I'll give you a, a quick synopsis. Yeah, uh, so the very beginnings. It was. Uh, yeah, Jeff and I. Um, we grew up together in DC and uh, we're playing together since you know we were in like seventh, eighth grade. Um, and when it came time to pick like a college uh, <coughs> and where to go to college, we both you know decided to go to New Orleans because. We thought it'd be a great place to go to school. One, just for the music, and two, they were you know they have some decent schools there. We went right. to Tulane and, and Loyola. Um, are those the two that are right, right next, next to each other? other. That yeah. was the craziest thing that I saw. You're like driving down. Is yeah. it Oak? Is it uh, or whatever the red or a the cargoes at Saint yeah, Charles. Saint Charles yeah. And uh, I was like, oh hey, check it out, Loyola. Loyola. Oh hey, two check eight. it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they can walk over and yeah. borrow a cup of sugar, which is cool. Those those schools are really tight because they're they're so close to each other. Um, and you know, we we were just playing music in our dorms and stuff like that, and and then. Um, and then we were, you know, started writing songs and stuff like that, and, 
had the idea for this band Galactic and uh, oh, so you were always playing this type of stuff even no I mean in, in, DC, high, in DC we were definitely when we first started out we were definitely more like punk rock kids okay. and then weren't we, 80s metal heads like, like us <laughs> <laughs> whatever was a local thing <laughs> DC right. was a punk rock scene yeah it was in Jersey yeah. you had, had you know hair metal like, Lugazi <laughs> yeah Lugazi yeah and stuff like that so uh, we were definitely influenced by you know what was around yeah. us and then you know once we were we turned about 16, 17 you know we got turned on to to the meters and the Red Hot Chili Peppers and P Funk and um, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah, that no before uh, that. Milk. Really uh, before uh, that? Before that, like Uplift Mofo Party Plan. Yeah, okay, like wow, that. a real early. Um, and just also, you know, James Brown. We just kind of like started changing um, our style. It just naturally happened, you know. And so then when we moved to New Orleans. We just really soaked, soaked it all up, you know, hanging at this place, Benny's Bar. And, um, that had like tons of R&B shows going on. We could see the brass bands. We got really into the Meters, um, and Bell Brothers, and and Dr. John, and uh, and so we were just kind of doing our thing. And we met one night, um, Stanton, and we had been um, the drummer. Yeah, Stanton, our drummer. And Jeff, by the way, is, is guitar a guitar player. player so yeah, just so that people. Yeah, exactly. They get a little little. Yeah, I should, I should mention that. Yeah, so that's the drummer, so Jeff's guitar player, and the bass player. And we invited him over on, like, Christmas break. We had a house at that point that we were uh, jamming in. and um, So he came over, and we played a bunch of Meters tunes, and it was like, he was like, oh, finally. You know, he grew up in New Orleans, but yeah. a lot of his friends, like, shied away from the New Orleans thing, because that's what they grew up with, and they were right. kind of You're like, always going to oh, rebel. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what my yeah. parents listened right, to. Right, right, right. Stanton loved it, you know, he's like, man, I can't find anybody my age to to play this stuff, so, you know, we played, <coughs> we played all these things, and yeah. he knew how to play it correctly, and, well, at that point, you know, he knew how to play it pretty good, and we knew how to play it pretty good, and it was like, <laughs> wow. Did you guys have one of those feelings that night? Yeah. Where it was just like, ah. Oh, one of those jams, yeah. you know, that was just like, oh, man, this is going to be cool. We finally yeah. found each other. And then uh, Rich, the keyboard player, was roommates with a friend of ours, and he had just bought um, an organ with a Leslie. Nice. So basically, we invited him over just because of that. You know, <laughs> right? were like, you can play? Okay. You got an organ? Oh, right. then you're definitely coming over. <laughs> and it was a real rarity at the time, you know. So like the guy's got the PA. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, that's how David Lee Roth was hired. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, the PA. Yeah, PA. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, you know, it, it just came through, like, jams at the house like that, you know, and we were like... Rich came over, and he also not only could play and had an organ, but he also had a similar aesthetic, you know, and he was really into the music that we were really into. So, um, you know, slowly pieced that together. Ben was was playing. Stanton was also in a band called the New Orleans Pleasant All-Stars with Ben Elman. I remember that. And Ben... um, then, so we all kind of knew each other, and like like we mentioned before, New Orleans is a small town, it's a friendly town, yeah. everybody's friends with, with, between bands and whatnot, so, you know, we needed a sax player, and so we invited Ben over, and then, like, I, and then we just kind of, like, formed like that, you know, yeah. I mean, there was a couple different people that came in and out through yeah. the band during that time, but that's the general gist of how the five of us came together, and then... You know, previously I'd mentioned how we hooked up with Farrell, our singer. Yeah. Okay. Just out of curiosity, you never thought about that second... Did you ever think about that second horn with with Ben? I mean, originally, actually, we had three horns. Oh, okay. um, When we were playing in New Orleans. We had, like, a three-piece horn section, but just due to touring and trying to 
to make ends meet and to to, to all fit into one van. And the really, only reason really I, the only reason I say that is because so so many times you hear, at least on recordings, you know, if there's a horn, there's a, there's a harmony, yeah. at least one harmony, oh, yeah. something else, another horn to uh, kind of accompany it. So I just didn't know if that was ever. No, we did, and on, on our first two albums on the first album there's a three piece horn section on the second album there's a two piece yeah that's right and that's so, got yeah, yeah, on it yeah Daryl's on those yeah, first two right. so yeah we always we always if we could afford to we, we would would love to and obviously once we started bringing out Corey on trombone right who's toured with us for about a year and a half now it's like oh man now we can really play some of this horn yeah. stuff and convincingly it doesn't I agree it doesn't sound the same unless you have at least two. It's, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I don't know. That's just and, yeah. you know, again, that could just be me. No, some people don't. It doesn't bother them. But uh, so yeah. we can we can luckily now afford to bring out another horn player and to accomplish even more of the sonic stuff that we're trying to do. Right. I gotta ask you because I okay. heard also somewhere. Just oh, I know shit. we're probably going to be wrapping up somewhere. But what's this whole thing with the bounce music and like the there's what? like a gay rap scene going yeah. on or and actually we and you probably because you haven't heard the whole album the yet sissy, it's, yeah sissy they call themselves scene. sissies yeah kind of and rap these, we uh, actually I'm glad you brought this up yeah, we <laughs> recorded uh, three of them on our album they're wow. they're not on the tracks that you've heard yet but yeah uh, I mean they promote themselves this way like this is yeah, like yeah I mean they're transvestites doing... like big Katie Red is a, is a straight up transvestite and uh, and I think in some way that because they've gone through that and they're openly gay and they're openly transvestite that they just have this I don't give a fuck attitude and right. so their lyrics are really funny or really you know out there out there yeah. and just and they're not this like typical male braggadocio bragga, right. you know like ooh right, like, right, right. you know it's like this new it's like the little Richard of the uh, hip hop scene <laughs> <laughs> you know they brought up some new t- comments and I mean new topics and yeah. and ideas that that kind of you know hip hop is a very like male dominated you know yeah. like, scene and, and it's, it's it's kind of refreshing to, to have yeah. this new side so um, you know when we were making the album we were like you know, we really wanted to connect the dots between a lot of the genres in New Orleans and show yeah. that it Are is... Are you guys the first guys that are probably putting that out there to a larger, to a mass public? I mean, I who knows? Yeah, yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of bounce, New Orleans bounce music really stays with Inside New Orleans right. and isn't really distributed beyond that. That's um, what seems so cool about the album in general is that you go from the history lesson to, you know... To what's going on now. To what's going on right now that yeah. people probably have, idea. have no idea yeah. about. Yeah, that is cool, man. Yeah. So, yeah, we try to connect the dots and, and do it in a, you know, with production, you know, maybe we have the history lesson, maybe we have the Alan Tucson and Irma Thomas, but we try to to kind of update it a little bit, you know, yeah. not just do what they did. Yeah. Right. You know, not just make a 60s or 70s sounding soul song. Because we thought that that's just, we, we, we you know, we want to be innovators, not imitators. You yeah. Know? yeah. That's a tough thing. Well, I guess probably the best quote would be uh, that I read was... Uh, the album is New Orleans, like it's meant to be heard, and pure galactic. Yeah, see, that's a good one. I like that. Well, who was that research? Do my research. Listen, I've got, I've got other sources you don't even know about. Yeah. Well, you should have said that you made that up. I didn't make it up. I, know. We could, I wouldn't, we could I wouldn't say that I made that up. 
Uh, I did make up the stuff about the production. Yeah, you know, that was good. Stuff. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, no problem. You can use that. <laughs> well, you want to stave off our frostbite, or, or, or uh, you have anything else uh, you got before we go? That's, that's as far back as my memory goes. Oh, I know. Okay. One last thing to leave All people right. with. Because okay. there, there could be a lot of people, you know, well, that yeah. haven't heard of you guys. Sure. Because now we're starting, we're actually starting to get some pretty good listenership. Uh, subscri- Don't mention any numbers. I don't no numbers, but we've got anybody. some good uh, subscription numbers <laughs> on iTunes. Great. And so now we feel like it's not just people checking out the bands that they like that we're kind of like through Facebook telling yeah, people they about. Turned on. They're now getting turned on by stuff. So I was kind of curious, like, what... I know it's like your your children, you know, the different albums and all that stuff. But yeah. where would you maybe direct somebody to start if you wanted to kind of say, well, this really gets obviously the new album you're always going to promote. Yeah, I get yeah. that, but outside of the new album, <laughs> I um, think. I mean, what would you if you want to start? I'd probably start with our first album. I mean, yeah. a lot of our fans really still enjoy that and, and probably yeah. wish that we still sounded like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but if you know, it came out in '96. And it's, um, you know, it's the one that I mentioned that we recorded at Alan Tucson Studio, and it, it's right. definitely a lot more of a retro funk vibe, a la The Meters, and uh, a lot of other New Orleans uh, R&B funk groups of that, you know, that we were really, and still are really into. I think that's a good starting point to kind of see the, the evolution. You know, we're a band that... Right. That's evolved a, and a lot over yeah, the last definitely. 15 years. It's not like, you know, some bands, which is great, but some bands, like every album is just, it's exactly, you know, what what they sounded like pretty much from the beginning. And that's that's totally cool. But for the band like us, it, it might take a little bit of a history. You know, it doesn't hurt to go back and then right. be like, oh, this is where they started. This is, let's see, know, what, let's see what they're going to do next. Yeah, yeah we, that's another thing. We like to keep people... Well, Slightly guessing, like, what are we going to do next? Yeah. You know? I mean, when you're an instrumental band, it's like, you already have the chips down, you know? I mean, you don't have a vocalist, you don't, you know, it's, it's you already have a, a, a hard time connecting in a way. Right, yeah. And then, so... Well, I, pl- I, I like I said before, I, I play in an instrumental band, and even myself, I'm much more interested in instrumental music live than I am to listen to at yeah. times, because... I don't know, just for whatever reason, you know, I like that without the vocal, mm-hmm. I get more out of the visual and what's going on on yeah. stage and all that stuff as opposed to listening to Because it. you're a musician, too. Yeah. It could be. I mean, it's, I don't it's know. It's true, and you're, you're kind of checking out what people are playing. Exactly. Yeah. You, you can kind of visually look and see, oh, you yeah. know. How old is that in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. Speaking here. Here. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. that we all get excited about. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, well... Um, you uh, were able to hang with us a full hour. Yeah. Wow! I congratulate you. That flew by. I mean, Thank you know, <laughs> amazing. I know. Um, so yeah, thanks for uh, doing Two Faces Radio. Yeah, yeah. pleasure um, to be here. You guys have an amazing great studio. Show tonight. Yeah, I know. We we're, we're working on the heat. Uh, for Brian McClenning over there, and my name is Ira Malkin, and our guest Robert Mercurio. Um, this has been Two Faces Radio episode 23. 23. Thank you again for listening. Tune a in cold, next time. A cold episode. And uh, like we always like to say, sit for the show.
till we get to the bottom.